This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. And now, here is Larry Haynes as Mickey Spillane, that hammer guy. You don't get it. You can't understand it at all. You walk into Pat Chambers' office at Homicide, and the sight you see brings you up short with your jaw bouncing off the floor in amazement. For the love of Pete, close your mouth. What's the stare at? What's the stare at? You've read that Captain Pat Chambers was reassigned for special temporary duty with the Crime Commission, but you didn't know it had come to this. Guy feels like dressing up once in a while, Mike. What's so wrong about it? Oh, so that's what it is. I knew there was something strange about you. Hey, this tux fits all right, doesn't it? Uh, my mistake. I'm sorry. Mistake about what? The disguise, Mr. Holmes. For a moment, I thought you were the head waiter at a Bowery coffee joint. Very funny. Any other comments? Yeah, yeah. The sign on your door says homicide. So? Though you ought to book that shirt you wear in the car. It looks like it's killing you. Hey, it is a little tight at that. Yeah, what's the deal, Pat? Is that formal straitjacket your uniform for the new job? Hey, cut the ribbon, will you, Mike? <laughs> I'm going to help the commission break up Barney Miller's syndicate if I have to wear this monkey suit to his funeral. I'll buy you a drink on that. Not tonight. I got a date with someone who's very interested in my future. And hers. Hey, hey, cut that. You really sound serious. Serious enough to start making plans. Pat, you're kidding. Am I? Listen, Mike, you know Sergeant Ryan out there at the desk? You see the way he looks? How can I miss him? He's as well fed as a prize turkey the week before Christmas. Well, he's got a wife who can cook and four kids and a nice little house in the suburbs. I look fat. That's all right for guys like Sergeant Ryan. What's wrong with a deal like that for guys like me? Same thing as with me. We know James too well, Pat. We know how the odds are rigged. Some of them are different. Look, I know you don't want to bet on that. I'll bet on Marie. I don't make sure bets with friends. You know all the answers. When it comes to dames, yeah. You know, for the first time, I'm feeling sorry for you. All right, so hold me a benefit. Tell you what I will do. Mm-hmm. I'm meeting Marie at 10. You join us. I want you to see how right I am. No, thanks. But when you find out, old friend, how right I am, give me a buzz. And we'll have a good laugh over this. <laughs> So you leave Pat looking at you like that annoying kid in your grade school class who had all the answers. But you know Pat is only temporarily derailed. You know he's too smart for any day. So you have yourself an evening. You get home around 2.30 a.m. and just as you unlock the door, your phone is ringing. I understand you're a friend of Captain Chambers, Emma. So? Well, your boy's in a little trouble. Something that'll fix him good. That is, unless you're interested enough to do something about it. What is this, a gag? You think it's funny? Wait till you hear the tagline. It'll kill you. Who is this? My name is Hank Busby. I'm at 943 East 20th Street, apartment 4E. Come on over while there's still time to laugh. This guy Busby doesn't sound funny, so you shove your hat back on and drive downtown to that address. You jab the door buzzer for over a minute, and finally the door swings back. What do you want? And the tall, sleepy-eyed dame is busy tucking herself into a pink cloud of a robe that's as soft and loose as a rippling yellow hair. You know, it's almost three in the morning. I'm Mike Hammer. So take your name and bring it back where it belongs. Three in the morning. Uh-uh, not so fast with the door, sister. I got a call to come here. Well, if you did, this is the wrong apartment. Well, you're Mrs. Busby, aren't you? Hmm? Mrs. Hank Busby? Mrs. Henry Busby. Or Carol Busby. Why? Your husband phoned me. My husband? Now, look, I'm too tired to play games. I spoke to your husband 15 minutes ago, and he told me... Oh, no. You couldn't have talked to Henry. He's dead. What? My husband died over a year ago. 
the door in your face. You stand there looking at it blankly till the shock of embarrassment wears off. You feel like an April Fool prankster suddenly told it's the middle of summer. You go back to your place, flop in the bed, and switch off the light. But this isn't the night you're going to get any sleep. That guy leaning against your door looks like he's on his last leg. His eyes are black glazed pools surrounded by a face the color of a flower bag. Please. Please let me in. Who are you? I, I talked to you on the phone. Hey, Busby. What? Please. Please let me in. Not before I find out whether this is another gag. No gag. This is no gag. a step, but before your hands touch him, he crumples like an unstarched shirt. You look him over. No marks of violence. No sign of a gun or knife wound. And he doesn't have the color of a guy who's been given a lethal nicking. You can't put any of it together. Especially that party told you over the phone about Pat Chambers being in a jam. You go through his pocket. Nothing but a photo negative in a plain envelope. As you walk over to the table lamp to examine it, you forget the door is still open. But you're reminded of it suddenly when... Please stay right where you are, Mr. Hammer. The voice isn't sleepy anymore. It's as steady as the hand that holds the gun pointed at you. He's dead. Oh, well, he couldn't be. You said your husband died over a year ago. He is dead, isn't he? Uh, you should know. I didn't kill him. Maybe you frightened him to death. That's impossible. Do I look like the kind of person who frightens men? Oh, I'm scared to death of you. You make me shake all over like a kid in a Model A with his first date. Well, turn your motor off, Mike. You're not going anyplace with me. Look, what do you want? You should know the answer to that one. Now, you overrate me. I'm a lousy contestant for a quiz show. I'll give you a hint. Now, would that be cricket? The negative. Negative? Look, why don't we talk about something positive, like uh, what this is all about? I'm not here to answer questions. This gun should convince you of that. The negative, please. Now, would you really use that gun? Don't try me. I saw you slip the negative into your pocket. Oh. Why can't your eyes be just beautiful instead of sharp, too? Huh? Turn around. I'll get the negative myself. Yeah, but you'll be careful. Huh? I'm ticklish. Turn around. And no tricks. All right. I'm leaving now. What? Not even a kiss goodbye? A kiss. All right, Mike. If you really insist. In just a moment, we'll return to That Hammer Guy. And now, back to the Mickey Spillane mystery... That Hammer Guy. When you come to and drag yourself up off the floor, the clock leaves 5.30 at you. You feel as gray and sour as the morning light that's seeping in through the windows. Busby is still on the floor near the door. His company you can do without. So you spin the phone to dial Pat Chambers' home number. Fine time of the night you picked to call me. Oh, believe me, Pat, it's not a social call. If you'll hang up real fast, I'll forget the whole thing. It's been a tough night, Pat. My head. Look, I'm not with the AA. Okay, but I'm with a corpse. Huh? Yeah, he's right here in my apartment, a guy named Hank Busby. Some guys see pink elephants? You now, think... this is no gag, Pat. Get over here right away. Okay, I'm on my way. And believe me, Mike, it better not be a gag. <laughs> Pat his report while you boil some coffee on the two burners. 
after the enemy leaves, I join you in a cup. Ooh, you still make the lousiest coffee in town. Well, I just could never make the grade in home economics. That's why I was drunk out of Vassa. Uh, it was no gag. I never joke about murder, Pat. It wasn't murder. What? The enemy said it was heart failure. What'd you say he told you his name was? Hank Busby White. Like your name is Busby. He was Charlie Ferguson. How do you know? How do I know? He's on my list for the Crime Commission investigation. You mean he's tied up with Barney Miller? He was Miller's errand boy. Did the legwork, collections and that stuff. And he wasn't married? What kind of a dame would marry him? Well, there's always a dame, even for a guy like Busby. Still on the dame kick, huh? Yeah, sure, but there's no use talking with you about it, is there? No use, Mike. Wait till you meet Marie. You'll see the difference. There is no difference. Okay, okay. Well, what about the negative? I didn't get a chance to make it out. The dame came in too soon. Must be worth something to have her conk you. Yeah, it'll be worth something for me to catch up with her. I'm sure you will catch up with her. That you can bet on, Pat. Now, one thing I can't figure out. What's that? What Charlie Curtis meant when he said you were in trouble. Trouble? Me? I got everything I want. I like my new assignment. I got Marie. I ask you, Mike, what trouble could there be for me? <laughs> can't figure out the trouble either, except for the normal kind that a dame can give a guy. Well, after Pat leaves, you change your clothes and go to that apartment on East 20th. You find out that Charlie Fergus rented it two weeks ago, but that's all you find out. When you call your phone service that afternoon, there's a message that Pat Chambers wants you to meet him at an address down in the village. Something about Barney Miller. As you press the door buzzer, you wonder what Pat had found out. Been waiting for you, Hammer. Come on in. Only it isn't Pat Chambers at the door or any other cop. That's the first surprise. Mister Miller doesn't like to be kept waiting. Come on. And that's the second surprise and the most shocking. What's this about, Miller? I understand words around that Pat Chambers wants to see me. Is that right? Why don't you find out from him? I also understand you're interested in me too. Is that right? That's you're right about. Well, sit down. Why be uncomfortable? Pull up a chair for him, Trask. Glad to be a service. Well, thanks for the hospitality, but I'm not staying, Trask. Never pass up friendly gestures, Hammer. Sit down. From hospitality. My attitude towards my guests depends on them. Let's try out on a topic that interests me. Like what? Like the negative that Fergus had. Now, why should a lousy negative make you go through all this trouble? No trouble at all. At least not for me. Where is it now? I don't know. You believe this guy, Trask? Uh-uh, do you? Show him what we think of dishonest people. With pleasure. Change your mind, Hammer? I don't find this type of conversation very pleasant. Weak stomach, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. Let's try another topic, like why Fergus wanted you to act as a contact between him and your pal Chambers. He died before I could find out. Too bad. Yeah, you're all broken up, aren't you? Too bad for you. Unless you decide to talk. I don't know what to talk about. All right, Trask, help the poor guy out. Okay, anything you say, not. You feel like an insect pinned to an exhibit board under Miller's cold stare. Your eyes blur with pain. But you're lucky enough to go out before Trask has finished working you over. When you come to, you're alone. Alone with the ache of hate inside that hurts even more than the searing bruises on your face. 
You get out of there and make a fast phone call to Pat Chambers. Sergeant Ryan tells you what restaurant Pat is having dinner at, and he also tells you that Pat is having it with his girlfriend, Marie. When you get to the eatery, you spot Pat and his dame. You didn't know what Marie looked like, but the dame sitting across the table from Pat, smiling at him with a smile that would sweeten a gallon of vinegar, is the same doll who kissed you with a gun butt and took that necklace. You back off before Pat can spot you, and you wait in your car till they come out. Then you tail him. Pat drops the dame off and then drives to his place. You wait a minute and then jab the doorbell. Come on in, Mike. Glad you dropped by. Have a drink? No, thanks. What's the matter? A dame, that's the matter. Judging from the way your face looks, she's some slugger. What happened? A dame didn't do this. Then who? I'll get to it. How's your luck holding out with Barney Miller? I'm getting ready to sign, seal, and deliver him over to the commissioner. Uh, I figured out why Charlie Fergus came to me. You did? Yeah. Because he knew you and I were friends. Oh, you mean he wanted to use you as a go-between? Yeah, that's what I figured. Could be. Anything else you figured? Yeah, plenty. But I'll tell you about it when I'm positive, sure. I'll see you around. You sure you won't have that drink, Mike? Uh-uh. Well, take care of yourself. Yeah, that goes for you, too. So long. Oh, uh, by the way. Yeah, Mike? I saw you having dinner in that restaurant tonight. So? Why didn't you join us? Well, I wanted to talk to you alone. Uh, you could have talked in front of Marie. I trust her with everything. You do? Yeah, and as long as you're here, you, you can be the first to know. We decided on it tonight. On what? To announce our engagement next Sunday. Oh. What do you mean, oh? Sound like happiness just came to your worst enemy. Now, you know I'm your friend, Pat. Why don't you behave that way? Pat, the worst thing a friend can do is stick his nose into his buddy's problems for the day. Problems? I have no problems with Marie. Oh. Where's she from, Pat? I've never seen her around before. Out west someplace. She's been in New York six months. Mm. What else do you know about her? I love her. That's all I want to know. Well, I'll be on my way. Wait a second. You started something. Finish it. You started something that might finish you. Meaning? Meaning that dame. If you're trying to be funny, it's not coming off. Now, you're a smart cop. Don't you think you ought to find out something about her before you go off the deep end? I don't have to know. She's all right by me. I could tell you a few things. Nobody asked you. Had I know something about her. I don't want to know the kind of things you know. This thing's wrong for shut you. Shut up. She'll use you and throw you to the door. I said shut up. You bullheaded cop. Can't you see that? Oh. Get out of here. About that drink. Get out. I didn't want it anyway. <laughs> In just a moment, we'll return to That Hammer Guy. And now, back to the Mickey Spillane mystery, That Hammer Guy. That slowly the mark deep inside you that nothing can rub off. And why? Because of a dame. A dame who stops at nothing even if she has to use a gun to get what she wants. And because of her, a straight-down-the-line cop like Pat Chambers starts running in circles. Because of her, your only real friend turns on you. Nothing could bring you to hit Pat back. But nothing's going to stop you from getting down to the truth about the vein that's the cause of it all. You're just about to go into a building when something makes you pull back and wait. You wait, all right long enough to watch a guy come out of that apartment house. A guy named Barney Miller. 
Barney Miller. Barney, I told you not to come back when... Sorry to disappoint you. You, uh... You must have the wrong apartment. Well, the only... The only thing wrong about this apartment is you. And I'm here to set you right. Now, don't try to close the door on me. If you don't leave, I'll call the police. Yeah. Yeah, somebody like Pat Chambers. But you'd better call them fast before they rip the badge off his uniform. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, they come in and explain. Very late. Yeah, for you. Oh, damn, I come in. Well, what have you got to explain? Suppose you start. Things aren't the way you think they are. Oh, you're not at all convincing, particularly without a gun in your hands. If you give me a day or two, you won't need any explanation. Well, the time you're going to get will be a lot longer than that. What are you going to do? Pat Chambers is still a cop with a sharp sense of duty. I wouldn't want to watch his face when he makes the arrest. What arrest? You? No. You can't do that. I can do a lot of things when it comes to blackmail. You can't do it. You don't understand. Why not? Please. You're touching me. Is it too much to ask for a little more time? I can't afford it. I've been through too much. Look, I don't mind a dame holding a gun on me like you did last night, but when she turns out to be a cheap little blackmailer that's gone for a guy like Pat Chambers, it's too much. It's not what you think it is. You might have convinced me before your friend Barney Miller had his boy use my face for a punching bag, but it took a right cross from Pat to knock some sense into me. He hit you? He's your friend. It's just a one-way street right now. I'm his friend. Well, I know you won't believe me, but I'm sorry. Yeah, you're going to be even sorrier unless you talk. It's about time I get repaid for my trouble. If I tell you now, it'll spoil everything. I don't care what it spoils. Why did you want that negative? Pat must know. Why not? Promise not to tell him, please. I'm not making any bargains with you. You were desperate enough to kill to get that negative. Why? To help Pat? You got your names mixed up. You mean to help Barney Miller? To help him stop Pat Chambers from breaking his syndicate? You don't have to have a Phi Beta Kappa key to figure that one out. Miller was using you to get inside information, wasn't he? Well, wasn't he? Well, I can't deny that. You bet you can't. But it didn't turn out that way at all. Now, if you'll only listen... I got funny ears. They'll only hear the truth. It's true that Barney Miller was using me to hurt Pat. He wants to stop the investigation, and he hired me to get friendly with Pat so he could set it up. Set what up? Pat's finish. That negative was a picture of Pat kissing me. He's going to release it to the papers. Pat said you were engaged. How could the story hurt him? I see you don't know as much about me as you think. Well, you can throw me in. What's the difference now? You know I'm from the West Coast, all right. And it won't take you long to find out I've spent half my life in jail out there. I'm an ex-convict. What? Well, that was the plan. That's what Barney was paying me for. Oh. After that picture in your record was published, Pat couldn't be a cop in a Keystone Comet. Something went wrong. I... I fell in love with Pat. Sure. Really. I had to get that negative by any means possible to keep him from hurting you. Even if I believed you, a dead punk named Charlie Fergus would call you a liar from his grave. Try explaining that. He took the picture, and then he decided to double-cross Barney. Yeah, to sell a negative to the highest bidder. Barney's men were out hunting him down. But you got the negative first. I had to. So what's next? Nothing's next. Things will go on just like Pat and I planned. He's a cop. What do you think will happen to him when he finds out he married an ex-con? You never have to know. You'll find out someday. What then? Why don't you leave me alone? Forget about him. Do him the big favor, Just huh? let us alone and we'll make out all right. You've got no more chance in a snowball and an incinerator. Please don't interfere. No dice. I've never begged before. No dice. I told you the truth. Don't you believe me? Doesn't make any difference what I believe. 
the way things are. Some things can be, some can't. All right, where's that negative? This is my one hope, my one chance. Where's the negative? That's the one man I'm You'll really... get over it. You know, I'll tell you something. I believe you do love him. Prove it to me now. The negative is in a public locker at the bus station. Okay, suppose we get it. What fun? Yeah. Suppose all three of us go down and get that negative. Miller takes you and the dame down to his car. He has her drive, and he sits in the back seat with the nose of his revolver pressed cold against your neck. Lucky for me, Trask was watching the house. I would have hated missing you, Hammer. I could live without this conversation, Miller. Very funny. I bet you're wondering whether you can live with it. I hope Marie's driving doesn't make you uncomfortable. Bye. I hate women drivers, particularly the kind that use double crossroads. Maybe I'm being honest for the first time in my Just life. Just shut up and keep driving. Hey, you're going the wrong way. It's the only way. Turn it around, Marie. You're not going to get that. Turn around or I'll let you have go it. Go ahead, Sue. What good will it do get now? Get your hands off that wheel. Let's go. I'm not getting that negative. You're driving me. Look out. Come here, I'll help you out. Go on, then. You've helped enough. Miller's dead. I've got to get you out of here. Barney's dead? Yeah. And so's your past, if you want it that way. I owe you a big favor. Anything you want. Any help you ask. Anything? Just name it. And help me get out of this town. Help me do that. As quickly as you can. Anything she wants, she promises. And that's the way it is. You get the bags from her apartment, and then you take her out to the airport and wait there with her until the plane's ready. Look, it, uh, it doesn't have to be this way, Marie. Some things can be and some can't. You said so yourself. I can be wrong. You wanted me to prove how much I cared for him. Well, I'm proving it now the best way I can. It's going to be rough on him. It would have been rougher the other way. You know I'm right. Yeah. What am I going to tell him? Just the part that'll make him forget me. I won't forget No, you. I'm not worth remembering. A plane's ready now. Hurry. Pat. I've been looking all over for you, Marie. What happened? Where are you going? Where I'm going none of your business. Oh, what's wrong? Marie. Get your hands off me. Oh, what's wrong? You're going to tell me. Your friend here will tell you. Mike. He'll tell you and he'll show you the negative. Now get your hands off I hate it when a cop puts his hands on me. I hate it every second when you touch me. Marie. I wouldn't want to miss that plane. So long, cop. Marie. Pat. Get out of my way. i got to find out. I'll tell you, Pat. I'll tell you everything you should know. You go outside with Pat. And as Marie's plane melts into the sky, you tell him only what he should know. Only what Marie wanted him to know. It takes him an agonizingly long time before he can say anything. And when he does, the sickness inside you makes you choke. I should have listened to you right at the start, Mike. You've always known about things. You've always known about things. Yeah, sure. What you found out you don't know about things would fill a book. Oh. 